Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. Hey everyone, welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and it is Sunday. It's April 11th, and you know what that means. It means that Fear the Walking Dead is back. Now, if you've been following the podcast and following my work for the past few years, you know that I am particular to Fear the Walking Dead. Um, As a resident of the West Coast, Fear the Walking Dead is the show that I relate to a little bit more because it started on the West Coast, and it's there are a lot of things that I, I recognize as you know someone who lives in Southern California. So I've always been really fond of the show, and um, you know I'm definitely fond of the cast, and very excited about where the show has been going. And season six has just been the culmination of so many things. So I'm really excited to be back. I'm really excited for everybody to see the episode. It's been such an incredible journey, and. Um, as you know, this episode that aired tonight, The Door, it was a big episode. It was actually the mid-season, uh, mid-season finale that was supposed to air with the rest of the episodes, but because of the pandemic, it didn't get finished, and so they had to come back and finish it with the rest of the season. So that means that we get the mid-season finale and the mid-season premiere back-to-back, and next week will be episode 609, which is supposed to be the mid-season premiere which means we have two massive episodes back to back. And if you thought that the door was mind boggling, wait till you see what's coming up. Now, obviously there is a lot to unpack from this episode and I want to do that, but we have a very special interview this week and um, I don't wanna take too much time away from it. So I'm gonna keep the introduction short this week because I really wanna get into this uh, this interview that I did that I'm really excited about, and it actually ended up being something more special than I could have ever realized in setting it up. Um, but I want to make sure that I that I have time for that. Um, in the next few weeks, I do want to kind of preview what's going to be coming because, as as you know, I'm I'm close to the Fear the Walking Dead cast, and I really enjoy talking with them. So I have tons and tons of interviews with the cast. As you know, last week I was able to do uh, participate in the roundtables with the cast, and that was great. They weren't able to talk about the episodes, though. This week and uh, moving forward, anyone who comes on the podcast, with the exception of Karen David, and I'll get into that in a minute, um, we'll be talking about the episodes themselves, and I think that's going to be really exciting. Um, we're not able to use audio from the roundtables, so... I will have to kind of read those responses to you and and, uh, write them down in articles. So that's how you'll get them. I actually spoke with Karen David probably a month ago, and I hadn't even seen the episodes at that point. So a lot of what we talk about is spoiler-free, but that doesn't mean that it's not interesting and very important for what's coming in the next few episodes. So 
we will be getting into that. But we have interviews with uh, Jenna Elfman, uh, I think Mo Collins and her husband Alex Scooby are going to be back on, uh, Colby Holman, Alexa Nysonson, uh God, you name it, and they will be uh, they will be coming on to the podcast, and so I'm really excited about the next couple of weeks and the different interviews. I'll be chatting with Andrew Chambliss and Ian Goldberg on Tuesday about 6:08 and 6:09, and uh, so yeah, we're gonna have a lot of stuff. We're gonna have a lot of opportunity to break these episodes down and kind of talk about how they fit into the future of the franchise. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast and watching for new episodes as they drop because there's a lot to go over. Um, Speaking of a lot to go over, this week's episode was no different. Uh, We said goodbye to a very beloved character, John Dory, Garrett Dillahunt. Um, Didn't see that coming. Uh, You know, it's one of those things where a lot of people have always said that, that Fear the Walking Dead the past two seasons hasn't had a lot of deaths and now we're seeing, we're starting to see kind of the, 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 the outcome of what happens when you go without too many people dying on the show. And uh, so Garrett Dillahunt is no longer on the show. And at the end of the episode, he is, uh, he is shot by Dakota and he falls, she pushes him into the river. And June, by, by the time she finds him, um, realizes that he is already gone and she has to put him down and so um you know you definitely get the sense that this is going to change everything especially because june was the one who saved virginia virginia is protecting dakota dakota is the one who killed john so there's a lot to unpack with that and it's going to be really interesting to see how that all comes about um one of the things so this week kind of kind of just set this up this week, I have inter- an exclusive interview with the director of the episode, Michael E. Satrazimus, and his director of photography, Adam Shushitsky. Um, I have been a fan. I mean, obviously, if you're a Walking Dead fan, you're a fan of Mikey, of Mikey Satrazimus. He is incredible. Um, his work, he's been on the show, he's been on the franchise since the very beginning of The Walking Dead, and now he's the executive producer of Fear the Walking Dead. He's also, uh, he directs episodes on both shows, and um, he kind of has a, a, a definite kind of, I don't know, stamp that he leaves on his episodes. He's, all, he's always directing the big ones, um, so if it's not, you know, on the main show, if it's not Greg Nicotero, it's always Mikey, and if it's not, you know, on Fear the Walking Dead... Uh, you know, he usually does all of the premieres and finales. So that's something that he's been doing pretty regularly. Um, Adam Shushitsky started with the show in season four, and he has been the DP on 17 episodes. And he and Mikey have worked together on five of those episodes. One of the episodes that they work together on is Close Your Eyes, which, you know, is another, we'll call it a water episode because there's a water element in there. But, uh, I mean, they're, together they just, they bring together these visuals that are so striking and so beautiful. And as soon as I saw the episode, I knew I had to have Mikey on the show and I really wanted Adam to be a part of it as well. What I didn't know was that, um, you know, they had been filming in season six last year and then the pandemic hit and um, Adam, for a variety of reasons, but you know, it doesn't really matter what it is, what the, what the reasons are, their personal reasons, but 
he is, this is actually his last episode working on the show and he's going to be going on to other projects and it's, you know, so it's bittersweet. And, uh, I didn't know that, uh, the publicist at AMC didn't know that it was just kind of something that came about. And so when you hear Adam and, and Mikey talking, you can kind of pick up on that, uh, you know, the, the respect they have for each other and, um, you definitely get the sense that they will, this is not the end of their partnership. It's just the end for now. And, you know, hopefully in the future, we'll have Adam back on future episodes because he, he really brings something special, I think, to the way the walking dead, fear the walking dead has been kind of established over the past few seasons, um, since season three, where, you know, the visuals help to tell this story in a way that really kind of shape this, they shape the story. Um, what I mean by that, you know, when we get into this in the, in the interview, um, if you go back and watch the door a second time, you'll start to notice the foreshadowing that the visuals provide from the very first moment. Um, there's this, this shot, as soon as it comes back from the first commercial break of an oar dipping into the water. And then as it comes out of the water, as, as you come out from underneath, you know, from underwater, you see John Dory, and then you see the bridge above him. And, you know, obviously, this is a, if you juxtapose that image with what he sees as he falls away from the bridge after Dakota shoots him, um, you know, you start to see that. There, it actually repeats itself throughout the episode. So there's little clues in the writing, and that's something that I want to talk with Andrew and Ian about. Um, you know, John himself says, you know, the, the river has a, a way of bringing people back to life. And, you know, he sees Morgan and he says, I feel like I've seen a ghost. And, you know, so there's these little things in the writing. But visually, there are all these moments where you see that, you know, Dakota's either looking down at him like she is on the, um, she is when she's up on the truck and she's talking to him and, and you know, he's down below her or, um, you know, any number of things where there's just, it kind of hints that something, something's about to happen. And I think that that's something that, um, that Mikey and Adam have really done a good job on in terms of bringing it to life. And so I think that it's really cool that we had an opportunity to speak and, and that, that you'll get to hear Adam, um, I never got to meet him in person, but I did see him around the set when I was there. Um, the, when we were there, God, last February, and they were filming Welcome to the Club, he was working on that episode. So, um, you know, it's just, it's special. And I, and I think you'll really enjoy this. If you enjoy the way things are, you know, the way the show is made and, you know, kind of the behind the scenes insight into how these, these scenes come to life, I really think you're going to enjoy this this interview. So, um, I'm going to jump into it. I really, I hope you enjoy it and I will see you on the other side. So this is my interview with Michael E. Satrazimus and Adam Shushitsky about the Fear the Walking Dead, The Door. Sarah Beth. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. Hi, Sarah Beth. Adam here. Hi, Adam. It's so nice to meet you. A pleasure to meet you too. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's, it's an honor. I'm just, this, I've always been a fan of your work and this episode is just so incredible. And I just figured, you know what, we need to chat. Like we just, one of my big regrets is last year when I was on set, I think you were there having lunch with Mikey and I didn't sit at your table and I, I should have, I absolutely oh. should have. It probably would have made Shara nervous and I, I would feel bad about that. But uh, I should have just sat at the table. You're, you're family now <laughs> at this point, you know? Well, next time, Sarah Beth, we'll definitely do that. 
Oh, it, it's, I, I am so just, I, I've been so excited to talk with you and, and just, uh, yeah, it's, I've been, I've been, I've watched the episode, I think three times today. Wow. To prepare, oh. so. <laughs> yeah. okay. through a lot of tissue boxes. <laughs> Couple tears. Yeah. You know, you know, what's so funny is, and I think Adam, like one of the biggest things, um, you know, in watching this episode, which I think, you know, I, as somebody who writes about shows, you know, it's always interesting to hear what people say. And, and Mikey, I think you'll appreciate this too. People, as soon as it was available on, on um, AMC plus, I started getting instant messages and, and DMs from people because they didn't want to spoil it, you know, like they didn't want to put it out into the universe, but they wanted to talk to somebody and they knew I'd seen it. Hmm. And I kept getting these messages saying, oh my God, that was the saddest episode I've ever seen, but it was so beautiful. Aww. And I thought, okay, that's, that's the nexus right there. That's, that's the perfect thing that you would want to hear. You know, like it's, it was, it, cause that's just what it was. Well, Michael, you, you go ahead and respond to that. <laughs> oh, I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, listen, I think, I think it is a beautiful story. You know, it's, it, it was a beautiful script to start with. I think Ian and, and Andrew gave gave us, you know, something something amazing. We have amazing actors, and I guess I don't know the easiest way. I think I would describe Adam and my visual likeness uh, as as visual people um, is if you were to arrive in a brand new location that we might have been considering for the very first time. And it might be huge, like a massive warehouse or, a, you know, or a whole city town. Um, and we would both get out of the van. Adam and I would go stand in the exact same spot of that town, seeing that same shot. And uh, yeah, I guess that, you know, I mean, you know, we could break it down into the, the millions of little things, but I feel like that's a, it's a kinship that we've always had. It's uh, he feels like my, my creative soulmate, my visual creative soulmate. Um, and, uh, and it's always been, you know, kind of effortless, I, I think, to a lot of, a lot of degrees, you know, really, uh, we have this same language that we like to tell stories with, you know, uh, the same kind of craftsmanship, the same kind of, I mean, I hate, I hate just saying old school for the sake of old school, but you know, I mean, mm. it's been a lot of amazing films made. And, uh, and to say that we're inventing new styles, I think is silly. And I think a lot of times when you try to do that, that you end up doing something chaotic and for this, you know, just for the sake of trying to be original. And I, I think uh, you have to be guided by the script and the story and let it make your decisions. And I, I you know, I don't know. I've always felt like the, the two of us kind of have the that same aesthetic, that same working aesthetic, the same visual aesthetic, uh, you know, the same, uh, ideas on composition. I, I mean, I guess it could go on forever. I, th I think I already have started. To. <laughs> <laughs> beautifully put, Michael. Really beautifully put. And I, I would just add that what's what's exceptional uh, in our relationship is that we both not only care so much about the visual, but we also care equally about the emotional content of a scene. And that I think is the that separates Michael your work from everybody else's out there is this incredible attention to visual and emotional storytelling. 
And this episode personifies all that you do so beautifully. And that's what's a joy to be around somebody of your level who cares deeply, not just about the style, the look, let's not call it style, but the look and the feel, but how are people going to feel emotionally about these actors and these, these performances? So it's, that's what came, became a, a, such a revelation to me, to meet somebody who shares in that, those values and who absorbs movie history and then makes it a part of his own language. Because this, this show, which Andrew and Ian have you know, made their own, presents us with such a beautiful uh, sort of opportunity to tell these visual emotional stories. And watching this episode again today, I was just oh, completely um, taken in by those, those emotional visual moments that, that you don't often get to do in television. So it's been, for me, I, I, it's really emotional to, to, to talk about this because, you know, I joined the show with Garrett and because of personal reasons, I departed from the show with Garrett. <laughs> and so there's kind of this cosmic link somehow. Um, not, that, not that our work is at all over together. It's the beginning of a long, long journey, but uh, at, temporarily, um, that was uh, the beginning and the end of a, of, of a wonderful, wonderful period of work for me. And I became a different filmmaker when I met Michael and uh, learned extraordinary amounts from his attention to detail and uh, empathetic storytelling that carries audiences on the edge of their seat. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And if, if I've... I've done my homework correctly, um, just to kind of to pivot on that, because uh, according to IMDb, if, if, if we can go off of that, Adam, it says that you've worked on 17 episodes of the show, and obviously Mikey's been there from the start, yeah. um, but you have five episodes that you work together in tandem, like specifically as director and DP, hmm. and, you know, including one of the episodes that I think kind of blew everybody away and that was close your eyes which has a lot of parallels there's a lot of similarities with what's going on in, in the door and you know that was an episode that I think really captured so many people's imaginations and you know just to see what you what you could do in the middle of an apocalypse in the middle of a storm in the middle of you know so much personal strife between characters and and so you you have developed I mean I wasn't kidding when I said you're a dynamic duo you both you know, and Mikey, we've talked about this before, like it's, it's what you're able to do with these scripts and take them so much beyond the words to present these stories is just incredible. But I, I honestly don't think they would be the stories they are without the two of you working together in some of these cases. That, that opening shot and close your eyes. I mean, first off, for an hour is about Adam's lighting and that I like, I mean, uh, I wasn't never half the director of photography that 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 Adam is um and uh but I have an appreciation for amazing lighting and and uh that I just I, I was giddy like a child during that but that that first shot of of close your eyes was like I feel like it's representative of the way we tell story together that one long pullback that mm. that uh brought the outside world what was happening into the inside world into Alicia made the house a character and then that beautiful side light with the running water on her face when she's, you know, through the 
side window that was out of frame on her face and the close-up was was pretty uh pretty stunning that that was i think listen you know that that one's pretty ranks pretty high on the visual level for for me um taking this simple little story kind of encapsulated in this house during a, a hurricane um and uh and you know it really brought it to another level and you know I, I, that wouldn't have been half the episode without that adam so well, I think what we always enjoyed was pushing each other and pulling each other at just the right moments. So one of us would say, come on, we really should let this shot live longer and longer. And the other would say, well, come on, that's just too long. It's not too And somehow we would push and pull and arrive at the most perfect balance uh, because we sort of complement each other in that way. And we speak the same language from the minute we met each other. Uh, that was very, it was the most simple thing to work together. And that's, those are the relationships that you cherish because everything, all the decisions become just so natural. This interview has turned into a love affair. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, what? we didn't talk about the episode. We just, yeah. Yeah, but I did, I, I, listen, I'll tell the world. I love Adam Sushitsky. <laughs> I love you, Adam. He knows. I mean, we still talk. Look, Adam left. It was a year and something ago. Um, yes. Seems, you know, but uh, we still spoke all the way through the pandemic. And that's right. Uh, I love, I love him dearly. You are, you are a friend and mutual, you know, and always will be. And this is not, wasn't the end of our collaborative collaboration. You know, this was. So was the I think the beginning of of seeing what we could do together and yeah. uh, and getting to you know to tell these stories together these you know these uh you know when you have when you have a death it's uh it's 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 very personal for for us it, they're they're friends there are people that we love not only creating with but people we spend so much time with they become they become family members and uh and uh, and there, but their death, it, it is necessary, you know, to drive story, you know. Uh, I'm gonna go, so I'm gonna sidetrack a little bit because I'm gonna take a slight dig at the fans, but, um, you know, for every time you're so upset about losing a character and taking it personally and everything else, it's, it, it's what drives the story. You know, these writers take these risks, huge risks, getting rid of characters, and causing this thing that occurs in the apocalypse all the time, this death, and it propels everyone else's journey and their character arc and everything else. And it's hard to be apologetic for us. We lose friends, you know, not permanently because we can still call them on the phone and still talk to them on Zoom, like I am with Adam, but um, it's necessary. I wouldn't still be in the apocalypse 10, 11 years deep if, uh, if all of the writers and creators and showrunners wouldn't have taken all these risks and wouldn't have reinvented these shows so much, I would be bored to death. But they keep it interesting, it's important. So um, put that in your, if you're upset about the death of a character slot, because, sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. Anyway. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, it's funny you say that, Mikey, because I- It's I, important, these things, you know? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I was actually just talking about that uh, the other day when I was, talking about um the diverged episode of the walking dead uh 
the yeah. one with you know with Carol and and Daryl and people you know there, there was a lot of of criticism of that episode and I thought it was brilliant but one of the things that you know that I was talking about was that you know for so long you know one of the most popular article types because I see all of the data you know I know what types of articles people want and it's always hands down who died that's all they want like that's that's become like the focus and I think you know, one of the things that I've heard a lot about, about fears, you know, like, well, nobody's died in a really long time. And I think that's why this episode is so damn poignant because you didn't have, you know, for so long, this group has been together and they've survived. And so, you know, the, the impact that this, this moment has is so powerful because everybody's been safe, I mean, relatively safe. I mean, you know, safe as you can be in the situation, but I mean, that, that drives a huge part of it, too. Yeah, it drives all, all the entire storyline and every character arc and, you know, it propels, it propels everything. And believe me, I mean, this is, this is only the beginning of, of the, the story in the back half. I think, it, you know, in the back half, it really excites me a lot. Um, but to, to get back on track, when you, lose, <laughs> when you lose a character like that, a friend for us, you know, someone we, we love, somebody that, you know, rivets us in person when we watch their performances we feel those emotions they're real even standing around a hundred other people looking at the cameras looking at the lights you know it it's uh i think it's important when you get those episodes to to take them you know and and get and and push them as far as they possibly can and do these characters justice to these humans these actors justice on the on the way out and i love that that adam has that same sensibility you know we we really dig in it's not that we don't try immensely hard in anything but you know it's uh you know it's an honor i think to get one of these kind of episodes and uh and it's really nice when you get to do it with somebody like adam because you feel like you are sending um garrett out you know with with something beautiful and hopefully you know cinematic I want them to be little movies I want all of them to be the films oh yeah but I, I love, but, I, but I love that you know yeah, that's what's so great about this this season. The the anthology when it when it first appeared was so exciting. We were really all ignited by this idea of making a sort of individual movies that connect. We're all connected by the universe and the characters, but we're allowed to to breathe and live within that one episode. And uh, the writing of this one is is equally so strong. You you read the script and you think, my God, this is just so inspiring. And how can we do this the most justice possible and extend the the the, the page uh, into this visual world that we we love working in? So this this particular script obviously was doubly powerful to to read. And so, yeah, I think absolutely what Michael says is that we the you care so deeply that you want everything to be as perfect as possible. Um, and of, co of course, you know, fans will have their, their emotions, but it's, it's these striking moments that actually drive a whole series forward into a new realm that can be equally exciting. Yeah, we're, I mean, as, as creators, visual, it doesn't matter anyway, as a filmmaker, we're here to create emotions, uh, the strongest emotions possible. Um, I don't care which ones they are, you know. I mean, I, I want to, I want to land it. We're here to make people feel, to tell these stories and and create them. I think also, all these emotions keep us 
even the audience in touch with humanity, you know, keep us in touch with, with life and, and how it is we've, you know, I mean, I was lucky enough to bring the June and Ben Dory story together and, uh, you know, and honored to, to tear it apart. So, yeah. <laughs> You can take the evil laughter part out. <laughs> um, oh, well, you know, one of the things that's so striking about this episode, because I do want to talk, you know, about you know some of the specifics of this episode. Because I, I just, you know, the, I'm ta I'll be talking with uh, with Andrew and Ian next week. So it, it's it's so fascinating. The first time I watched it, and and Mikey, you know this because I had texted you and said I'm about to watch it, <laughs> and then I had to process it. I was like, "Oh boy, here we go." <laughs> I was I was really waiting when you said you're about to watch it. I was like, "Oh man, I hope her reaction. Let's see what her reaction is." <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but, it, it, How could you? I was gonna be like, "Oh no." <laughs> oh no, I I it was it it I had to process, and it was just it it was captivating. <laughs> And now that I've watched it several times since, you start to see these little things that, you know, there's, John makes a comment at one point, you know, this, this river has a way of bringing people back to life. And you start thinking about that. And then, you, you know, he says, he's looking at Morgan. He says, I feel like I'm looking at a ghost. And, you know, there's, there's all these little, these moments of foreshadowing in the, in the script. But one of the things that was particularly striking, and I would really love to hear what, what you both have to say about this. And, and it, there were so many shots. I, I think the first one that I noticed was, uh, you know, when John starts seeing all of these walkers washing up in the river, he gets on his canoe and he's, I think it comes back from the commercial and the opening shot is the oar dipping out of the water. And it faces, you know, the camera's pointing up at the bridge, which is also the last shot that we see, you know, where he, before he falls into the water, you know, like we watch him falling away from, from Dakota on the bridge after she shot him. And pushes him into the into the water, and there's all these these really interesting visual cues that something really bad is about to happen. I mean, even like the way that that Dakota's on top of the car talking down to him when he's on the ground talking, and she's like, you know, don't you're not your dad, like don't do that, you know. And, and there's all these really interesting things, and that make it it's almost like it's just screaming at you at this point, like something horrible is about to happen, and it's it's coming and be ready for it. But you wouldn't know that until you've seen it before. And then you watch it again and you're like, oh my God, like it was there, there all along. And I, so those, those shots though were so, were so powerful though, when you think about like, and I don't know if it was, if it was intended, I would imagine, you know, there was something behind it, but all of these moments of looking up at John or looking down at John or John being framed by the windows and the shadows in the, in the opening minutes and, you know, being framed by the door. There's, there's just this, it's like, they're telling, it's like, pay attention because something really crazy is about to go, go down in this episode. Yeah. I mean, listen, uh, all, all of our framing, I think it is, in, is intentional. I, I don't, I can't shoot an episode till I see all the shots in my head. And it doesn't mean that we paint by number at all. It, because we've already talked through everything, but I have to see everything as you know, like a like an orchestrated song. It has a flow, and it, you open in and transition to other shots in, in ways. And and you know, obviously, that missing door was was key. You know, key element through everything. A lot of four or five remembrance. You know, that was important to because we you know we had such fond memories in the in the cabin. So 
repeating some of the things. I mean, uh, some things were meant to be even better. I wanted, you know, that first shot of Garrett falling into the pool to be the same, the same shot as the canoe looking straight up into hmm. the, you know, the sky. And those would have echoed those, but by the, we dug this giant hole trying to get this crane deeper and deeper and deeper. And Adam had got all this underwater equipment and, and then it had rained and, and the visibility was zero. So we came up with this kind of hybrid thing, but you know, we had, we had talked in prep and pitched this go so deep looking under and we'd see the whole canoe cross and chase it up. It'd be beautiful, you know, convinced Frank Hildebrand to invest in, in it. And, you know, sometimes a simple rain will dirty up the water and, and screw some of your intentions. But I think, you know, uh, I think it's really specific, you know, I mean, each line and in the in an, in an, in a script has a specific shot that it really wants um you know just like being across the knife when morgan's looking at it and putting two and two together like morgan doesn't know the whole knife story perfectly but if the knife was there in that frame you can believe he does you know there's there's things that you can do i think in the what you what you frame and the shots that you do adam has this amazing aesthetic to these these beautiful wide shots you know and i think you know they always paint this lonely person in a lonely world there's an emotion that comes with with these shots and these frames and i think when you put them in the right pattern which is the edit and have that intention in advance um you know, something beautiful can come adam and i would flip through the script a couple times page by page talk about the shots walk the sets and talk about the exact cuts and you know, and really try to craft it, you know, and I think uh, when you have the ability to do that, you have a much better chance of having something, you know, really emotionally tight and, and uh, you know, and then hopefully it's not 10 minutes too long and, and it all your beautiful transitions get gouged away and, <laughs> and all the silence gets cut out, you know, you hope, you hope for that. Um, but I don't, I don't know, Adam, what do you think? Yeah, I think that it's what what it's all about is having a team of people who share a belief in a, and share an, an instinct for storytelling. And we are blessed with those people all around us. I mean, you know, we, we're given scripts that are incredibly well thought out and beautifully crafted. And so they inspire um, a, a kind of level of perfection, but they also allow for you know, a great deal of, of freedom for, for Michael to, to create uh, and to, to pass that through the team. So um, what, what marvels, what really impressed me when I looked at the episode again is just how precise everything is. The story from the page to the acting to the directing and so on, the framing. And as you were picking up on it, Sarah Beth, everything has a place. And when you, when you prep and you really think together as a team and you move together as a team from the producers down to, to us on the set, incredible things can happen. And that's what separates, I think, uh, shows like this is that collective belief in what we're doing. And it's beautiful to do craft. And I, you know, I, 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 that's my passion and to, to get an opportunity to work in that way where you know that every frame is leading to the next and the cuts are beautifully planned and beautifully placed and not haphazard. 
And I think it gives a confidence to the show that audiences, you know, they can't express perhaps, but they definitely will feel a sense of, uh, of confidence in this, the entire event that they're watching. And uh, it's a joy to, to take part in that. I mean, we plan, as Michael says, every single thing meticulously. Um, and sometimes you get unlucky with the weather, but generally we find another way around it, you know? Um, and that's filmmaking. And, and this, this show has really allowed for great filmmaking. And I'm, I'm really just grateful to have had that opportunity. Oh, and, and what an episode. Just popping in with a two minute warning, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, what an episode to, uh, to, to finish up on. I mean, just that death and the, the under, you don't really see John's death. It, it's implied in so many ways because you, you think that he's probably going to make it, but those underwater scenes are just poetry. Mm -hmm. Just yeah, that was, we, we love, we love that. I mean, we, you know, we, we, we knew we had to make it impressionistic. We weren't gonna have the bridge. We weren't gonna look up. We shot that at, at night in a pool with the sunlight and, you know, found, Adam found the most beautiful uh, the effect of the blood. We slowed it down to keep it poetic. And, uh, you know, and then that the, the soundtrack during that also is just phenomenal. I think everything came together in, in, in that. Garrett apparently can hold his breath, you know, for 25 <laughs> minutes, which is also, also helps. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I, I, that was, I was really excited about that. That was, that was stunning. It was a beautiful you know, night at the poolside. Um, and then it had to start with that, you know, the act out with, with her and him receding slowly down the bridge with that crane shot you needed to have just not, you know, that not knowing what you're looking up at the sun and the blackness and we over cranked. So when he hit the water, it just exploded and and he settled through. I thought, you know, I thought that came out really beautiful. And we, we plan again, we planned that one out to, you know, to be super impressionistic, to not have to be anywhere, to be inside his head in his moment. And, and uh, I feel like that kind of, that came out re emotionally really, really powerful and really the best we could possibly hope, I think. It was, it was absolutely stunning. It, it truly was. I mean, if you, someone has to go that's that's the way to to do it i guess <laughs> okay i don't know it just it was just it, it's not often that people say it's beautiful and sad at the same time in this universe and it, it you know it's not i don't know it, it's violent it's still all of those things but it just looked so yeah. pretty i will have to just give also credit to uh, our production designer I mean, the, the choice of color palette that he puts together and our costume designer equally um, is just stunning. So you get this kind of apocalyptic beauty, <laughs> which is just such a joy to put a frame around and, and behold uh, such an incredible color palette. I mean, yeah. every- Bernardo Trujillo is, is a mind blowing on a, he's a next level. Yeah. He gives like everybody else. I mean. It, if we start naming names, we we, uh, we could go down the line for forever. I mean, you know, but I do think we need to mention that we we have a crew that's not not only the top notch of professionals. They are filmmakers. They are great human beings, and we've instilled this you know atmosphere where we don't say no. We go for it and we try. And it's it's really interesting what you can accomplish when when everybody stops using the word no altogether and and really thinks outside the box and goes for it. Um, 
you know, Adam and I wouldn't be able to, to accomplish any of what we're doing without him. And uh, uh, I think, you know, we're, we're lucky. This is a great, this is a great place, a great atmosphere. And it, it is a family vibe. This has just been, I, it's, I am so glad that we had a chance to talk about this because it's just been such, it, it's such a special episode, but now it's even why I didn't, you know, didn't know about Adam, you know, not, not being part of the show moving forward for now, you know, whatever might happen in the future. But this is, I mean, what an episode to, to Drug finish him up back on. once. <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen, COVID, family, those things happen, you know, it's, it's oh, hard. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah, it's hard to be away. It's hard to do this, you know, and, and I, I have the utmost respect for Adam <laughs> as, a fa as a father and a husband. And, uh, you know, we're, we are truly friends, so. Yeah, no, this is the big, you know, this is, this is just a pause on a very long, long, wonderful relationship. Yes. Yes. Well, I love to, I love to hear it. And just congratulations to both of you. This episode was incredible. And I can't wait to see what happens the rest of the season, too. Yeah, it keeps coming heavy, heavy, <laughs> hard. It's, it's, it's a, it's a really, really, really good back half. And, and, uh, and I'm, 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 I'm glad that this one was pushed over into the back half. I think it's a nice way to, uh, to open it. I think, you know, it pairs up nicely with the back half. Um, and uh, thank you for, you know, for thinking of us. And I'm really glad, Adam, that we got to do this together. This is cool. Thank you so much, uh, Michael. What a what a joy to take part in this and to revisit such a beautiful, beautiful episode. And Sarah, but thank you for bringing us together and talking with us about it. It's it's a pleasure. And, and if you ever want to come back and talk some more, we can talk your beautiful photography on Instagram and all of the places I want you to go so you could take more pictures. <laughs> if I could put in a request list. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Send me the ticket to go there too, and I'm, I'm all yours. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it would right. be a pleasure, Sarah Beth, anytime. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you both. Thank you, Sarah Beth. All right, we are back, and I hope you really enjoyed that up that interview. It was so much fun to do, and um, I just I, I can't say enough about Mikey, and and every interview with him is just so phenomenal. Um, and Adam is just wonderful and I'm so glad that we had a chance to speak and I'm glad that you guys had a chance to, to hear, you know, hear him and, and hear kind of the way he brings these things to life and, and how they, you know, as, as a team, how they bring these episodes to life, because I think that says a lot about, uh, the work that they do. So, you know, like I said, we have a lot of interviews coming up in the next few weeks. The next interview that I have, in fact, is uh, it's a Walking Dead interview. It's going to be coming on Tuesday. Today is Sunday, so it's going to be out on Tuesday. It's actually with Tova Felsha, who played Di uh, Deanna in The Walking Dead back in like season five, five-ish. Um, she was the lady who ran Alexandria. And in real life, she is a Broadway legend and uh, has been just in some of the, the most incredible performances that you've ever seen. But she just wrote a book. She wrote her memoirs, and um, I had a chance to talk with her about that. And it's just, it's such a cool interview, and, and she sings, and she's just so great. And there's actually a whole chapter in there about The Walking Dead. So you definitely, if you have a chance, her new book is called Lilyville. It's out on Tuesday. And uh, the interview will be out on Tuesday, and you'll get to hear us talking about it. And if you're interested, definitely pick up a copy because it is 
an amazing book. I had so much fun reading it and honestly couldn't put it down. So really excited about that. And uh, so for now, I'm going to cut this short because I know this is uh, this is long when you factor in all that inter- the, all the interview. And I want uh, want to make sure that you guys don't get tired of hearing of hearing my voice after uh, after all this time. So I will leave it with that. I really hope you enjoyed this. And as always, make sure that you subscribe to our our podcast and you know every subscription. Uh, helps and every review helps. So if you have anything that you want us to talk about in the future, please let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at Sarah Beth Pollock or at Undead Walking FS. And uh, yeah, so enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. Garrett Dillahunt, thank you for your work on Fear the Walking Dead. You will be missed, but I am very excited about the things that you have coming up. So I'm very excited to uh, to see all of that and know that you're you're still around. You're just not on the show. And that's always, you know, something that we have to remember. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, make sure you stay safe, wash your hands, and watch out for those walkers. Thanks, everyone. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.